Hello and welcome to the Rockland Mama Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm Katie, your host for this podcast, and today I'm very excited to talk about how to put a stop to bedtime stalling. This is something that happens in every household. Mainly you'll see it with older kids, like preschool, early elementary years, but it can also happen with toddlers. So I think this is going to be very beneficial for many of you. And if you're not quite there yet, I still recommend that you give it a listen because knowing what to do when that time comes, because trust me, it will come, is going to be very, very beneficial. So please grab your favorite cup of tea or water. If you're doing dishes, great. Here we go. I'm telling you this happens like clockwork. The moment the phrase, it's bedtime, escapes your lips, your toddler will have a million and ten requests. I need to go to the bathroom, or I'm thirsty, or I'm hungry, or mommy, I have a question. And guess what? It's never, ever a one and done thing. The minute you fulfill one request or you answer one question your top pipes up with another and another and another. It's like all of a sudden they remember that they have so many things that they need to tell you or ask you or, oh yeah, I'm actually hungry or I'm thirsty or I need this, I need that. And it just becomes this very drawn out process that can be very frustrating and exhausting, especially at the end of a long day. So First, I want you to know that this is very common. It happens in probably every household, and I lovingly call it bedtime stalling. It is inevitable. It's going to happen in some shape or form. And like I said, I know it can be extremely frustrating, but it's important that you keep your cool. Because the very last thing we want is for your child to go to bed after you have a blowout at them after you lose your temper or you raise your voice or you show your frustration because your child can pick up on that and if they're going to bed thinking that they've upset you or that you're mad at them ugh, it's not going to feel good for them and it's definitely not going to feel good for you so I've compiled my best tips here that I'm going to share in this episode With any of these tactics, I recommend giving it a full week or two before deciding that it doesn't work for you. Everything takes time, so I want you to try it, stick with it consistently, and then decide whether or not it works for your family. So the first one that you need to do before anything is you need to make sure that your child's needs are met before bedtime. Before your child can sleep well, and before you can rest easy, As a parent, you need to make sure that their physical and emotional needs are met. You need to make sure that they're well fed. You need to make sure that they've got their cuddles in. And you want to make sure that they've had some laughter before bed so that they're going to bed happily. I think it's very important that we start here because in the mad rush of bedtime, when we're trying to get everything done, we're trying to get our child to sleep because we also need to unwind or maybe we just need to eat dinner because we haven't had that opportunity yet. It's easy to forget that our child has needs that we need to fulfill. It's not just some checklist that you need to do just to get your child to bed. You want to make sure that you've done everything possible so that they're going to bed 
completely fulfilled. I've found that having a bedtime routine works great to ensure all your child's needs are met. So at a bare minimum, here's what I recommend. Your child needs to be full. They need a full belly, they need a full emotional cup, and they need full sleep pressure. Before they can sleep well, these three things need to be met. So when you're creating a bedtime routine, make sure that those three things are in place. So for a full belly, depending on your child's age, maybe this is giving them one last bottle or one last cup of milk. Maybe it's giving them a bedtime snack, depending on when dinner was. Uh, Maybe it's making sure that dinner is right before their bedtime routine. Second, you want to make sure they have a full emotional cup. So during the bedtime routine, you want to give them as many cuddles as you can. You want to spend time with them when you're reading stories or maybe you're doing a dance party or maybe you are talking about your day if you were away from them for a very long time. And then last, full sleep pressure. You want to make sure you're timing their bedtime right so that they're tired. Because if your child is not yet tired, they're not going to go to sleep. They're, and, and depending on their temperament, they're not going to just lay there happily and content. They're going to want to get up and play. They're going to want to talk to you. So making sure that you're timing their bedtime appropriately is going to make a huge, huge difference in how easy the process is. The second thing you'll want to do is anticipate your child's bedtime request. So for a while, my two-year-old had gotten in the habit of stalling by asking for more food. It it was seriously... <laughs> looking back it's funny because like I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner but the minute my husband started walking with her to her bed she suddenly would remember wait I'm hungry and she would start crying for food and so we would give in we'd give her yogurt or cheese but that would lengthen the whole process because it would take her time to eat and of course she doesn't just eat it quickly and go to bed she's like you know doing a little dance and she's laughing while she's eating and then we'd have to brush her teeth again And it just got to be so frustrating because at that point I was tapped out. I was done with the day and having to wait and have this drawn out process was really exhausting. But I did it because I was worried that she was legitimately hungry. And I think this ties back into the first point of making sure your child has all of their needs met. Because had I done a better job of making sure throughout the whole day she had all of the calories she needed then I wouldn't have been so worried about it. But when I realized what was going on, that we were in this classic bedtime stalling stand down, I switched the approach that we took with her. So before even taking her into the bathroom to brush her teeth, I would tell her, okay, it's time for bed and ask her if she was hungry. Do you need any more food? Do you need a snack? And if she said yes, then we would give her that bedtime snack before we even wasted the time brushing her teeth just to do it again. And if she said no, then I'd say, okay, then let's go brush your teeth. And of course, the minute we laid her down, she'd start asking for food again. But because I had already anticipated her request and I had started asking her, we were able to get a better gauge of whether she was really hungry or not. And this can work in many other ways, not just for food, but, you know, if your child routinely asks to go to the bathroom the minute you're walking out the door then you can take your child to the bathroom before you even go into their room or if they're always saying oh mommy I'm thirsty I'm thirsty I need more water then you can get their cup and fill it and make sure that they can 
easily access it without your assistance. If they always say, oh, but mommy, I need more books. I need you to read me another story. Then you can let them pick out which books that they read that night. And if they constantly bombard you with questions, then you can build it into the bedtime routine where they get to ask you three questions so that when they start asking those questions as you're about to leave the room, you can say, oh, sweetie, you already asked me your question. Save those for tomorrow night. So when you anticipate their needs, number one, you feel better. You feel less like you're being a a crappy parent by brushing off their requests because you've already done the work and you anticipated those needs. And secondly, you'll start to realize that it's just a stalling tactic. They're just, your child is requesting things from you because they're trying to prevent going to sleep. So instead of waiting until you're about to walk out the door for them to ask for all of those things, just offer that thing that they're constantly asking for beforehand. Now, the last tip is probably going to be the hardest, and this is to set expectations and stick to them. If the bedtime requests have gotten out of hand at your house, sit down with your child and explain what you expect when it's time for bed. So this might be a very simple, when we go into your room for bedtime, that's it. We're not going to come back out. Or... When it's time for bed and we tuck you in, mommy and daddy are going to do some work in the living room, so we won't be able to get you anything else. Before we can expect our children not to stall or not to make requests, we need to communicate with them that that is changing. Then when it's time for bed, you're going to have to remind them of those expectations. Children need constant reminders. So this might look like before even going into their room, you can say, do you need anything before we go into your room? Because remember, once we're in there, you're going to climb in bed and go to sleep. So if they ask for anything else after that initial time when you ask them before they go in the room, you want to hold to what you told them. So if you told them there's no coming back out of their room, you need to stick with that. And so I think it's important that you remember not to tell them anything that you're not willing to uphold. This was something that I learned as a teacher, never make a rule that you're not going to be able to enforce because children will see, oh, she told me I couldn't do X, Y, or Z, but when I did it, there was no consequence. And they're going to start understanding that you don't mean what you say, And then when you do want to uphold an expectation, it's going to be very confusing for them. It's going to be frustrating for you. And it's just not a good feeling overall. So keep that in mind when you're telling your child what's going to happen or what you expect. Make sure it's something that you're okay upholding. If it's not okay for you to not let your child come back out of their room afterwards, after you tuck them in bed, then don't tell them that. Make it something that you're able to keep, that you're able to stick to. And it's because this last step is so challenging for some parents and and they really don't know how to set an expectation that they are willing to follow through with that I made these free bedtime passes. And here's how it works. If you're interested, they're free. They're on my website. 
It's just a simple bedtime pass that you can print out on a piece of paper. You can even make one on your own and you'll introduce it to your child. But I want you to pick the day that you're going to introduce it to your child. Don't just randomly do it. I want you to be intentional about it. So sit your child down and you'll tell them, sweetie, this is your bedtime pass. This pass is good for one thing, one more cuddle, one glass of water, one request. And you can set limits for what it's good for. Maybe you don't want it to be something that they use to get out of the room. So maybe it's only something that you bring to them. Or maybe you don't want to, like maybe when you put them down to bed, you have to go to work and you don't want it to be something that requires you. So it might be something where they can leave their room and do themselves. So you decide what that thing is good for or what it's not good for. If your child needs anything after they get in bed, they have to give their pass to mommy or daddy. If they don't need anything, then they hold on to that bedtime pass and in the morning they can turn it in and give it to you. And if they turn it in, they'll get an incentive. I highly, highly believe in incentivizing your child. There's nothing wrong with it. I have been in education from kindergarten all the way up to high school and incentivizing kids works at any age and it's not a bad thing. The incentive does not have to be elaborate. It could be a sticker on a chart. It could be a check mark on a calendar. It can be very simple. And when they get to a certain amount of those stickers or those check marks, make sure that you tell them how many they need. Then they'll get their favorite breakfast or they'll get extra time outside or maybe they get to watch their favorite movie. Whatever is going to incentivize them that will be their reward. And so it might be a good idea to sit down with them and talk to them. Like if this is truly uh, a habit that you want to curb, it will be helpful to sit down and talk to them if your child's older. If your child is a toddler and they are having those constant requests, bedtime pass might not be good yet because they won't understand it. So in those cases, that's when you just need to set your expectation and you need to stick with it so that they understand what you mean. If your child, however, does redeem their bedtime pass for something, then you need to hold to the rule. Only one request is granted. So if they give you their pass because they need more water, but then all of a sudden, oh, I need to go to the bathroom, you need to hold to your rule. But I want you to remember that you need to trust your judgment. If your child says that they have to go to the bathroom, but they've already redeemed their pass, but you know that they really have to go, please let them go. Don't feel like you're needing to be rigid and cold. It's okay if you think that your child actually has to go and then in that case, maybe they can't use their bedtime pass for water anymore because you know it's going to make them have to go to the bathroom. So you'll learn as you are using this tool what works for a child and what doesn't. Um, but I just want you to remember that you, you can trust your gut, you can trust your instinct because when it comes to your child, you're never going to be wrong there. I want to end by saying that your child will only do things that they think that they can do or that experience has shown them that they can do. So for my daughter, you know, I, I'll only be able to speak to my situation because your situation is unique. But for my daughter, 
she would be asking for food, not because she was really hungry, but because she knew that we would stop and we would give it to her and she would get a few more minutes um, if the TV was on, because sometimes we'd forget to turn the TV off, then she'd have the TV or she'd have that time before having to go to bed. You have to remember that for some kids, bedtime is not a fun experience because it is such a long time of being alone, even though they're sleeping. It's a long time. And when kids become more aware and they're realizing that, oh, when I go off to bed, mommy and daddy don't go to bed. They stay up, they watch TV or my siblings don't go to bed. It can kind of create the sense of like they're missing out of something. And so for kids, it's very natural to want to stall. But if you have a strong bedtime routine where they know what to expect, if you have strong expectations to where they know that if they're wanting to eat, they need to do that before they even step foot in the bathroom to brush their teeth, then they're going to understand that and it's going to be easier if they don't know that. If like in my case, if my daughter asked for food, okay, we're going to postpone your bedtime and now you get to eat more food. Of course, they're going to do that. So remember that all of that is in your control. All of it's in your control. You have the power of deciding what happens and what doesn't within the bedtime process. But I want you to remember that you need to keep cool about it. When things come up that you don't like or when your child stalls again, even after you've set that expectation, You need to be in control of your own emotions because that's all you are in control of. You're not in control of whether your child asks for something. You're in control of how you respond to it. And so this is really, I think, going to take a lot of inner work for some of us because we need to kind of get a grasp on our emotions and maybe even practice or anticipate what we're going to do in the moment when that happens. Because like I said at the beginning, the last thing we want is for our child to go to bed thinking that they have upset us. That's not your child's responsibility to carry. They don't need to carry the weight of whether or not they've upset you. And further, you don't want your child to think that they can control your emotions because I think that's just going to set you up for many, many years of struggle. So not even letting your child know that they can influence your emotions might be something you need to adopt. Now, of course, I'm not saying that you can't let your child see your emotions. I think it's important that they see when you're frustrated or upset or sad. But I think how you phrase that and how you communicate around those emotions is very powerful. You never want to tell your child, you know, you are upsetting me so much. You're making me so angry. Instead, you want to take ownership of those emotions and say, I'm feeling very frustrated right now. I'm very angry right now. I need to take a break so that I can cool off. Because that's what we want to model for our kids. We want to model for them that they control their emotions and no one else does. So there you go. A little bit of sleep, a little bit of behavior for you in this episode. there you have it. Three tips that you can take tonight to start putting an end to bedtime stalling. One, make sure your child has all their needs met. 
two, anticipate any bedtime requests, and then three, set expectations and stick to them. I think number three is going to be the one that requires the most work from us, but if you think that your child would benefit from it, go ahead and grab the free bedtime pass or make your own and introduce it to your child so that they can start using that tonight. I know it can be exhausting and frustrating when your child is struggling with their sleep. So if you need a guide to walk you through the process, me or my team at Rockabye Mama are so happy to help you make a plan of action. You can reach out to me on Instagram if you want to get started. You can explore the website and see the different packages that we offer. But I also encourage you to get on our email list because a lot of times I'll send out emails of different promotions or different offerings that we don't have publicized. So make sure you do that if something in your household is not working for you anymore. I am so thankful that you are here today and I look forward to chatting more next week. Sweet dreams, y'all.